joining us today. Um, I'm Robin Swift, president of the Servant Leadership Institute, and get ready to be super inspired by our guest today, Peter Malik. Peter is the CEO of Africa Servant Leadership Development Institute, and his passion is to train leaders to be excellent performers, men and women of integrity, servant leaders who finish well and strong, and leave an enduring legacy. Isn't that wonderful? So welcome back to our podcast program, Peter. Thank you to help me here again. Yes. So excited to, to share with you my thoughts in this, uh, during this time. Yes, you were on our podcast program um, several episodes ago. I believe we focused on humility. So I do yes. want to um, encourage everyone who um, is listening to go back and look for that podcast as well. It's excellent, excellent. So there's a lot to Peter, a lot more than I just said right there. So we're going to get into this. I want to let everybody know something super cool here, and that is... Years and years ago, when I first started with the Institute, Peter came to one of our public workshops. At the time, we were over at Daytron World Communications, our parent company, and he was just exploring servant leadership. Um, he came to workshops, he started reading books, he, I think, attended most of our conferences over the years. And through this, himself just taking this on as one man, he's had an incredible amount of influence in his country, in Kenya. So I really want to have you guys be open to the possibilities of what you can do. Because so often we hear Peter, people come to us and say, well, you know, my boss isn't a servant leader. The organization isn't servant-led culture. What can I do? Right? So Peter, I'm really looking forward to people understanding really, you know, how you came about on this journey and what you have done. So with that, I just want to kick off and start out with, um, you know, how did you learn about servant leadership? Thank you, Robbins. I think uh, at the first time that I did, I attended your workshop at Daytron is when I came into contact with the servant leadership. Uh, to be honest with you, I, when I was invited to come to that workshop, I didn't know what I was coming to learn about. Because I remember somebody told me that you need to attend this workshop and I didn't know what I was coming there for. But uh, after, after the workshop, I think that lasted for about an hour, uh, maybe one or two hours, and something clicked into my mind about another style of leadership uh, and I went out asking myself what is all this uh, uh, about what is all this they are calling it servant leadership and then I went started bought some books got some books and I read and I went again and I bought another one and then it, 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 I, I started down coming to understand what it is about servant leadership. So what I would want to say is that it is Daytron that introduced me to 
servant leadership. Mm-hmm. That's yes, wonderful. and since then, I've been moving on. <laughs> well, it, yeah. it has become part of my life. <laughs> Well, I always tell people about you, um, and I'm so excited about this podcast to have uh, people have a chance to really learn the impact one can have. So there's a lot to this. I mean, now fast forward, you're just about to get your PhD uh, from Gonzaga University, right? Yes, from Gonzaga University. Yes, and that's a focus in servant leadership. Yes, they have great emphasis on servant leadership. And so... Tell us about your journey here, specifically what drove you to start the project you're doing, bringing servant leadership to Kenya. Going back to to, to the first question that you asked, I want to say when I got involved through, through Daytron into servant leadership, it kind of changed my life completely. It helped me to start seeing leadership from another perspective. You know, having grown up in a in a in a in a culture where being a boss is thought to be a good leader, and uh, and uh, and uh, and uh, when you you know the thought that a leader or a boss is is supposed to be served, you know, when I understood that. That is not how leadership is meant to be. True leadership is leadership that serves other people. And this is what I got from Daytron. And, and it is that drove me to start thinking now, how can I bring this concept to my country? Mm-hmm. Remember, because I remember the first workshop I attended was twenty. 2010 is when I attended my first workshop with the Daytron. And the following year, 2011, uh, after getting inspired by you guys and and, and uh, Tom Baron, who was there, I'd say that I'm going to give it a shot in Kenya and see how it's going to be received. Yes. So 2011, I came back to Kenya. I did my first workshop and it was well attended and well received and and from that time i've been doing leadership from 2011 till to today i've been doing it and and the response has been so amazing uh many people everywhere i go and the training people asking me okay we want to hear more we want to hear more and i remember it was 2016 when uh, I was training church leaders in uh, in an eastern part of Kenya, and uh, one of the governor of that area came and attended the workshop because it was a huge, about 400 church leaders attended, and uh, the governor came up, uh, he sat down for about one hour listening, and after that he told me, Peter, I want to have a meeting with you discuss more i want to uh, I, I want to understand really what you are talking about and uh, we had a time with him we sat down we talked about it and he told me that peter this is what we need in kenya and that this is what is needed in africa 
he, I remember him saying that the future of Africa leadership lies on servant leadership. Wow. Then after that, then he, he then he, he he asked me, "Oh, are you willing to train my staff as a, as a governor?" And then I said yes. And then he did an, a, a a workshop for me, arranged some people for me, and I did that. And after that, every staff of his county was like asking, "We wanted more. We wanted more." And I did another workshop. And it was like, okay, this is what we need. And then the governor asked me, how can we help you to enhance your vision so that your, your vision can continue? And I told him, you know, my dream is always to have a place where I can build a school or a college where I can be bringing these leaders and they give them a quality kind of training on servant leadership that, you know, when you do workshop, you do for one or two, three days, and then you are done. So I realized that many people wanted to learn more. And that's when he told me that, oh, we are going to give you a land. So they <laughs> ended up giving me a three and a half hectares of land. And uh, since then, I started, I started developing the, 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 the facility. So in, in, in a short, that is, how, that is what really drove me to this project. That is how I started this project. It was born out of, out of many, 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 many years of training leaders from in hotels, in, a, in, a, in, a, in, in a schools, in a, in, a, in a church halls, in a hired facilities. So my dream was so, has always been that I build a school for leadership development. What a wonderful dream. And to see it coming about is just profound. Peter, mm -hmm. we have so many people call us, um, they Google servant leadership, they find us, they give us a buzz and we talk about it. And it's common through different um, the different corporations and organizations that call that they're not sure about the use of that word servant leadership. It has in our history a negative connotation and really the disuse, the, the, the corrupt use of power, right? And so with that, how are you able in your country to have people feel comfortable, if you will, and okay in understanding that servant leadership is all about empowering people? Um, but what have you faced in that area when you talk about it? Yes, I really, I totally agree with you, Robin, that uh, many people think that a sovereign leader is, is like, it's like you lose power. Yes. <laughs> and there has been that quite misunderstanding that uh, when one becomes a sovereign leader, he loses his power. And this is one of the things that I faced when I, especially when you talk with the politicians or you talk with the bosses mm -hmm. or you talk with the CEOs or even when you talk with the church leaders, you <laughs> see, religious leaders, they feel that, okay, 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 how am I going really to allow my people to lead me? 
yet I'm there, I'm there, I'm, I am their boss. But, but these are some of the things that I faced initially when I started uh, uh, doing this training, especially bringing in in our culture, which is quite, uh, quite, 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 the man feels that he's the big boss, you know, you know, you, you, you know, it, it is a society where, and I really don't want to blame our society because we are, we, we are, we are about only 50 years from independence and the, and, and, and when we think about our independence, it was when, when our colonizers came, us, came to rule our country, they really never showed us a leadership that serves people. They told us leadership that one has to serve the leader. Mm-hmm. Make the leader look good. Yes, so 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 I I when I when I sit with the leaders and they told us, okay, Peter, this seems to be a Western concept, <laughs> and, and it's like it's like I remember one guy was asking me that because this seems to be a Western concept, are they trying to undo what they did? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Because when they came, they never came as servants. Yes. They came like bosses. Yes. So, 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 I really understand that because we are coming out of it. Actually, I would want to say, um, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm the first generation to learn about servant leadership because even most people are in leadership today, they come from that kind of old generation, and uh, these are some of the things that 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 people feel that okay, servant leadership is. Is, is a kind of a, uh, it makes the boss to be a weak person, mm-hmm. it loses power. But in, but in essence, sovereign leadership is not about losing power, actually is about gaining more power. Because when you lead people, you'd want to, 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 to lead people who, are, who buys the vision of your organization. And the people who are willing to share with you and to shape the vision of your organization. And, the, and the, if you don't come closer to these people, how will you understand that? If you don't listen to your people, how will you understand the problems that are facing your organization? If you don't build your staffs, how will that organization grow? So you find that at the end of the day, me, what, I, what I've seen for the years that I've been training on servant leadership, no one loses. <laughs> either the boss does not lose, neither the, 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 the follower does not lose. Right. They all gain, they are all empowered. And, the, and the way, once people get to understand really what it means to be a servant leader, Oh, people, 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 life has changed. You know, I remember I was doing, I was teaching some, 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 uh, some CEO somewhere, and uh, and uh, and uh, and uh, the CEO said that I'm going, I'm going to to study during break time, because because their office they have is he told me that in his office there is a tea break, and the tea break people don't go out of the office; they sit in the office. And he said that I'm, I, I will start pouring tea 
serving oh, tea to my right. to my juniors and and he said that I I want to practice what you are telling me. <laughs> it's the small things. <laughs> yes, and he started doing that. And do you know what he came? Later on, we met, and he told me that Peter, I have known my staff better than I did. And wow. I'm seeing some respect. There is something that is born out of it. Mm. I'm seeing new, uh, I'm, I'm seeing respect that I never used to. I've seen people becoming closer to me. I'm seeing people getting open to me. I'm seeing even some of people serving other people. Ah. So, so, so none loses. And they told me that right. this thing, do you know what he said? He said, this thing works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a great story. Yes, and it is, and he said that it is a transforming. It has transformed my organization. So what I'm trying to say that other than what people think about servant leadership is about losing power. We don't lose power when we are CEOs. We gain power. We gain authority. And we allow people to exercise their potential. And we allow, to, we, we, we give people a chance to speak their mind out to us. Mm, great point. You know, the knitting, gritted things. Yes. When we get close to our followers. And they, when we, when, 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 when those who follow us see us serving them, they serve us more than we do. It's incredible. That's the magical part of servant leadership. Yes. Yes. So when people, when your followers see you serving them, if you are giving them 10%, they are going to give you 20%. And let me tell you, if people, if you are not giving your work, your, your followers 10%, then they will give you 5%. Right. Yes. The formula there. So, 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 so it's, 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 all about, it's all about building people to build yourself and to build the organization and to have we give people power to carry on with our vision. Yes, giving people power. So that's that's the nuance that um, to get your head around this aspect of servant leadership. That's not what people think when they hear that. And when you talk mm -hmm. about building, Peter. Um, you shared with Art and I recently, Art Barter, our, our founder of SLI, your your leadership model, which is is a home, right? Yes. Um, would you share with with our audience that model? It's super intriguing. I love I love hearing about it. Oh, you 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 know I grew up in African setup, and I. When I came up, when I was developing this model, I sat down and asked myself, how were leaders brought up even before, 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 before the Western, uh, 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 before the Western influence came? 
And I realized that people, leaders were brought up in home state. Mm -hmm. And that's why I came up with, the, with that model of a house, which actually is an organic way of developing leaders from within, not from without. And let me tell you one thing, Robin, when we develop leaders organically, we get good leaders. We get authentic leaders. We get leaders who buy our vision. We get leaders who know us better. We get leaders who know the culture of our organization. And that's why that house represents, you, you know, organizations, they are family. Yes. It's a family, it's a family unit. Uh, think about your organization, Daytron. That's a family. People come there. And when they come and work there, they grow up. They build up their lives. So it is a family. When people look at their organization as a family unit, then it becomes a nice place to develop leaders. And, and what do we expect in a family? We expect obedience. What, what else do we expect? We expect humility. We expect people to learn, and that's understanding. We expect people to serve in that organization. And then we expect people to live their ethical life in a positive way. So then you find that the house has humility. a representative of humility. Yes obedience that's obedience to your conscience yes and then we have understanding that is learning and then we have service you know when people learn when people learn they go to serve everybody in even in my family my children they serve in my family yes so 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 there is then service and then there must be people has to show their ethical behavior. That's, that, that, that's, and when we develop leaders from within, they get to learn who we are. They must learn humility. They must learn to obey their conscience. Yes. They, must learn, they must be willing to learn, to understand the culture of the organization. And they must be willing to serve. And then they serve maybe in integrity, and that's ethical behaviors. So, so, so this this model, I, th I think, for me, I think I've, I've, I've explained it to some people, and uh, even even to some government leaders that they say, okay, it 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 is something that actually it is organic way of developing leaders. And let me tell you, in my culture, we say this: an adopted child takes a long time to understand the culture of the family. So when we bring leaders from outside, they take time to understand the culture of the organization. I'm not saying that we should always... <laughs> right. Uh, we, we should always develop leaders. It's good to bring in leaders and to make them also learn what we are doing. Um, but but I think that's that's the goal of this 
model to, 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 to develop leaders from within. Whenever possible. So in other words, Whenever really, possible. yes. Yeah. So devoting time and mm. uh, to develop people is yes. pays off dividends. And in this house yes. model, which you all have now to remember some key things, mm. humility. Remember you, remember you, Robin, you are yes. the president. Yes. You are, you, you, in other words, we can say you are the father, you are the mother of this organization. You do really want to bring up leaders. Yes. Who really, who really uh, display humility, who are ready to understand and learn, who are ready to, to, to obey their conscience, and who are ready to serve. So that's the that's the essence of that model. It's wonderful, and it's so true. Um, you know, our own producer of the podcast program, Brian Malinsky, started with us uh, a few years ago. I think he's about four years in now, young uh, emerging leader there, and it's been so exciting to see the growth when you invest in people, um, yes. and and they're they're part of everything. They're, they feel ownership. Um, they yes. know they matter, and there's so much greatness to to really look at that piece of not just you know hiring, firing, and trying to go outside find the greatest and the best and all that. Of course, that's an aspect, like you said, it's not that you don't go out, but what you know really knowing what you have in your own organization and growing it, the people that you mm-hmm. have, and investing time and training. So thank you for sharing that model. I think it's really easy to remember because the way you've described it. And, and you, you, you know that feeling if you work for an organization. You're like a family. Um, we all have our dysfunction in this and that, but um, it is a, a unit. And the more of all those pieces you have, the better, the stronger the unit, the family, right? Mm. Yes, that's wonderful. The other thing that you, you know, the goal of that model is just to empower people and to make people grow. Yes. Uh, 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 I, I, you know, I was thinking of the, of, of the, of the, of the church that I attend here in, in, in Kenya. Uh-huh. And I was talking with the bishop of that church and he was telling me that he's so happy because when he started working, with the pastors whom he, are, he has grown, they have grown in his ministry. They have grown under him. They got married there, mm. and now they, they they are not ready to leave the church. You see, they are committed to see the growth of that church. And he was telling he was telling me that when he used when when he. When his church used to have to employ pastors come from outside, they would come, stay for two years, and then go out and start their own church. Sure, check the box. But now, he feels contented with, actually, he's he's saying, I feel so contented with my spiritual children. They understand me. They understand the culture of of my church, and they respect me. (laughs) <laughs> because I have empowered them, I have given, I have nurtured them, I have given them knowledge, and they feel happy. And he was telling me that this is a model for the church today. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> explanation so, so, mark, explanation mark. 
Yes. So, so the, the the model is not only for the organizations; is for, for for even for the religious organizations. Yes. Works work hard even. Yes. Excellent. So, Peter, as you have gone through this journey over many years, developing yourself, developing others as servant leaders, what has you what have you found is the biggest obstacle or challenge you've encountered? Status quo. Mm, yeah, change. <laughs> you know, it's, yes, it's not easy to change people overnight. It's not easy to 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 uh, to to see people get change within one or two trainings. Yeah, <laughs> you, you've got to keep on coming and training them. And I think one of the the biggest challenge I would want to say is. People want to live in their old style of living, leadership. To, 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 to grasp that change and to say that, okay, let's try this, it has not been easy. And, and, and that, that's why sometimes I don't hesitate going back mm-hmm. and repeat them. Even repeat the same. Yes. The same lesson I told you the other time. I, I, actually, I, I have I, like, 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 like the what is a servant leader, and the, what are the 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 the, the, the qualities of a, of a servant leader? This is something that I've told several times to one group, and then now after that they they see it works because when people learn something. They would want to go and try it. Yes. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> see they, see for yourself. <laughs> yes, and when they tried and they see to it work, they would come back. So 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 one of the challenges I think it has been accepting the change and the changing. People want to remain with their status quo. Mm-hmm. And people feel that I'm threatened. But but I see. I see, I see, I see a, a change. There is a change that I'm seeing, uh, especially for some people whom I introduced to. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing some change. I'm seeing some people changing and understanding. And also, I, I have one one CEO now who is teach, who is who has brought servant leadership in his organization, and and it's changing. And uh, also the governor who gave us, you know, he sudden my trainings. He listened to it and they grasped it. I got him some materials. I got him some books. And uh, because he's a scholar, he has been reading these books and he has introduced it to his own county, his own government, or his CEOs, or the people that he lived in whole now have accepted servant leadership. So, and, and, it, and it tells me that. Uh, he tells me that this thing is is, is 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 good, and I remember I met with him in another conference, and he was speaking. He was the guest speaker, and he, he said that when that man seated there, Peter introduced it to me, servant leadership. I brought it to my county, and everybody knows about servant leadership. And let me tell you, is he has been rated the best governor in Kenya. Wow. That's he amazing. Was all over the news. Yes. And he 
I, I remember him saying, it is because I decided to be a servant leader. Mm. I decided to show people servant leadership. And, they, and, they, and they recently, all the governors in Kenya, in Kenya, we have got for seven governors. They went to his conform benchmarking on leadership. What is this changing your county? And then you would say it's about serving people and then letting people make decisions. So, so I think I think with, with those future, some of those challenges, I think, but at the end of it, I'm seeing people changing. I'm seeing, I'm seeing people accepting it now. And the other challenge before was about moving, you, you know, before I heard this facility was moving from one county, from one place to another right. place. But now we are in this, we are we are in our own property <laughs> where we can bring leaders now and we train them and then the other actually the other things that that the other obstacles that we face now and then is 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 mobility you know i live in the city the big city and driving especially most of these leaders are you you know you go and meet them in the rural areas and the mobility, I think, vehicle, a car, a strong car, a strong car that you can go through rough road has been has been um, a kind of a challenge. The other the other challenge I think has been organizing people. You know, going to sit with the people and uh, because what I usually do, if I want to do a servant leadership convent to some people, I've got to go and sit with a senior guy. If, or if it is a CEO, I've got to go and sit with him, sell him the idea, talk to him about servant leadership. And when he accepts, now he can allow me to train. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting these, these, even when I want to train some people, uh, I, I, I must first of all get to sit down with the CEO or the big man talk to him first about servant leadership, explain to him how, once he buys it, then I've got the breakthrough. Yes. And sometimes not everyone who want to buy, some would say, oh no, you want to make my people feel that they are greater than me. <laughs> and I don't want that. So uh. <laughs> not, not that I've been welcome to all, there are some places where I I face rejection, but I say, oh, fine, no problem. But I think sometimes I even sometimes when I when I get chance to talk with the followers, I I I really feel with them what they go through their bosses. Yes. But yeah. because because you know you know the boss cannot allow them, so you find that there is organization. And, uh, and also getting getting through the big man. Yes. <laughs> it's always being a big And a I big think obstacle. when you run into that piece of a person saying, wait a minute, you know, that, you know, making them greater than me, that's just an ego. That's not who you really yes, are. Yes, yes, we all have ego. egos and you're running into it. So <laughs> you can kind of just set it on a shelf going, okay, you're there. But... Um, and keep moving forward, you know, realizing like, well, let me try it. And maybe um, it's not what 
I think, because you find, as you said in the beginning of our conversation, Peter, you find more power in a good way. It's how you use that power as a servant leader to inspire and influence people. And let, let me tell you the other thing, the other trick that I use. I Please tell do. people I'm going to give it for free. I'm not <laughs> going to do anything. <laughs> yes, I tell, because I, I really want them to get it. And I really want them to get it. I tell them, I'm not going to charge you anything. It's for free. I'm going to give you a, about an hour for free. And then when you feel that this is something nice then invite me next time there is an organization i went two times for free and at that time they invited me now interesting see so 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 penetrating has not been easy and and and, and, and but but i think persistence i think one thing that i've maintained is persistence i don't give up i continue knocking doors Yes, and I continue re-knocking them again, again, and again, and again. Yes, that persistent, the tenacity that it takes to be a great servant leader. You know, I read something you wrote about yourself, if I may quote it here. You said, my golden rule of life is to love, be humble, be patient, and to serve my community. So I want to underline that patient piece of being a servant leader. (laughs) Everybody is not ready for this. And it's okay, right? Um, And you just have to be patient. Keep loving as you are. Um, Servant leaders have, you know, hearts that are huge because they care about people. And so with that, but you have to be patient and not push too hard either. Um, That's when you can get the resistance. Just people are going to process it at different paces, do you find, right? Um, Mm. And so you showed that tenacity, that patience to just go back again and again, not necessarily charge. Um, That's brilliant Um, because, you know, by doing all this, we make a better world. And by banking a better world, um, it's a better place that we're leaving behind. You talk a lot about leaving, as I read in the beginning, that legacy. You know, how Mm. do you want to be remembered? What do you want to leave? Um, this is a great chance for you to do that through the practice of servant leadership. So let's kind of look at the dream going forward. I love the pictures you sent us of the progress teaching, because yeah. um, you told me about this dream many, many years ago, and I got all teary-eyed when I saw these <laughs> pictures, and we're going to post them on our website. Peter's given us permission yeah. um, when we promote this podcast, so you'll be seeing these wonderful pictures of people coming to now your facility that you have and mm-hmm. and learning about servant leadership. So tell us the dream going forward. I mean, what what are you looking forward to? What's what's next in your wonderful journey here? Now we have the we, we have the facility. You know, when I got this facility, it was like something, let me tell, say that in Kenya is very hard to get a land for free. And when I met with the governor and he gave us that three and a half acres, which which I think could go to almost like 200,000 US dollars, even more, uh, even I think it could go even to 350,000 US dollars. And oh my we gosh. never paid anything. Wow. So, 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 so I saw, I, I, I came back to the U.S., you know, and then I talked to some few friends of mine, and then they, they we, we started to work there. And now, later on, then I came up, 
and then we 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 built uh, some washrooms, that bathrooms there, mm-hmm. and then last year we built so we put up a big tent there. We can bring in people there, yes, and uh, we have been able to bring water in the in the piped mm-hmm. water in the facility. We have been able to bring power, light, electricity in the in the in the facility. And then now with those, now we 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 are we can bring in leaders like last week. I think I shared you with yeah. some pictures. Last week we had we had almost almost uh, about about seventy university That's uh, students who were wow. coming and we are saying that they, they they wanted to learn certain leadership. So I did for them in that facility. They liked it. It's a nice place. Yes. Big ground, nice facility, nice washrooms. So 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 my future goal is to develop this school. There is that need in that area. There is no any other school of leadership. Other other schools of leadership, but not someone leadership. Mm-hmm. They are they are, they are far away. So you find the people in that area, they really don't have it would be a nice a nice facility for them. Uh, so my goal is to build to establish this school and start now and meeting students because there are people who are willing to learn, to get a diploma, a certificate to take it to take it for about two years. We have developed a curriculum for two years where people will come maybe maybe in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, like like a cohort mm-hmm. cohort kind of learning yes. they come after every 3 months they come for 2 weeks they study and then 2 weeks they get their own diploma and then they go so that is my future goal one to 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 raise funds to build the school Immediately, we would need some, uh, some 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 funds to build the offices. We don't have a site office there, <laughs> so and then we build some classroom rooms, and then from there we progress. So the future goal is to build the school and meet students, and then we develop leaders. Ah, oh, that's wonderful. And how can people help? If any people are listening, may want to help you. What can they do? They can go to our website. Yes, it's www.africaservantleader.com. www.africaservantleader.com. Okay, so go to the site there and then... Yes, or maybe they can say Africa Servant Leadership Development Initiative. Okay. And then type it there, of course, it will come. Okay. You'll, you'll go to the website. And then there's and then details the, on the website for them? The details, how they can pay, how they can donate, how they can support. Okay, great. It's, yes. Well, let's make this happen. Wouldn't that well, be amazing? Yes, I love it. it. <laughs> yes. mm. It's been uh, great talking to you, Peter. I just want to give you an opportunity um, as we close out here, just any final thoughts? Um I, I was reading about your research and your PhD is focused on servant leadership and educating leaders to be women and men for others. I love that. What what yes. final thoughts do you have for us? Anything you want to say about that research or anything? Just we'd love to hear yes. your thoughts. You know, you you know you know when I when I when I started thinking about servant leadership, 
one thing I said, how can we bring servant leadership to our politicians? And then this is what the mm-hmm. governor asked me. Yes, me, Peter, we need our politician to learn about servant leadership. Because they're public and, servants. Yeah, <laughs> yes, and, 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 and then when I came back and uh, towards the end of my, 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 my PhD program, uh, I say, I was trying to think, how can I do a research or write a dissertation that re- resonates with, 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 with the people that I deal with? Because I deal with the community leaders, I deal with, uh, with the politicians, politicians that are calling me, they want to be trained about servant leadership. And then I came up with this with this with this topic, the essence of political skills mm. in development from a servant leadership perspective. That is what I'm doing research on, and I've been talking with the politicians. Great. Um, actually, next week the governor said, "I want to. I want you to interview me." So I'm meeting with the with the governor. Uh, because when I when I when I talked with him about that uh, that uh, that topic, he told this is a nice topic. After your dissertation, you need to write a book so that we can give to this. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we need this book so bad. <laughs> Just saying. The politicians needed to understand that we elected them to go and serve us. Yes to serve the common good. Mm-hmm. And this is the essence of, of servant leadership. Yes. You see, I ask them, why do you say that you are servants and yet you are not walking the talk? <laughs> I challenge them to walk the talk. Good, good. If that we are, we are servants, let, walk, let us walk. So that's what, the other thing that I want to say is that the concept of servant leadership is transformation. And, uh, and uh, according to, to, to this, I, I again come back to the, prof, to the governor. I totally agree with him that the future of leadership in organizations, in government all over the world, is in servant leadership. That is the future where the people who are led, they feel that they are served. People don't serve their own interest. They serve the interest of other people. Yes. That is all, what is all about servant leadership, serving the interest of other people. Even, even the CEOs, those who have great businesses, their interest, number one, is to serve the interest of others. And as Africans say, you cannot keep on giving and you remain poor. Oh, that's <laughs> Even so if great. we serve other people, when we serve other people, we will never remain the same. So, so, so I think the concept of sovereign leadership is transforming and i want to believe it is the future of leadership in the world well i love that let's let's end on that wonderful note it is indeed transforming 
So just that you're listening to this podcast today, it's going to get in there and, and um, you know, you're going to think about things differently, perhaps. It, it gets inside of you. It's an inside-out job. So uh, that transformation is, is a long haul. Um, there's nothing easy about becoming a servant leader or growing as a servant leader, but it's so well worth it because, like you said, Peter, it just pays dividends. I mean, um, mm. to help others, to serve the interest of others is as a life well lived, in my opinion. So thank you so much for sharing your life and your journey with us on this podcast. It's it's incredible to see all that you're doing. We've just really scratched the surface. So we'll have you back again as you keep uh, progressing out there and you keep us posted, keep sending those pictures and we'll look forward to posting them so everybody can share in, in your joy and your great work out there in the world. So thank you for all of that. Thank you, last word. Let us serve our communities. Indeed. Indeed. Let us serve our communities. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for that last word. That's a great one. Let us serve our communities. Yes. With that, we'll say goodbye. And thank you for all of you. Thank you to all of you for listening and and paying attention to us and, and downloading the podcast and all the many ways that you're participating with SLI. We so appreciate you. That's why we're here, to inspire and equip you. So thank you again. Everybody have a good rest of your day. Take care. Hey, everyone. We hope you enjoyed listening to Peter and Robin's conversation. To learn more about what he is doing in Africa or to help the cause, visit the website africaservantleader.com. Peter would also like you to have a free gift to go along with this episode. It's a downloadable PDF titled Altruism and Altruistic Love, and you can receive it just by emailing us at info at servantleadershipinstitute.com with the subject line, Peter's Free Gift. Also, be sure to keep a lookout for special deals and new products popping up on our web store. To see all we have to offer, head over to servantleadershipinstitute.com. That's all I have for you. Thanks again for listening and allowing us to add value to your day.